Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. Hi, everyone. We are joined by Alan Cohen, executive coach. He's actually my coach. Hello, Alan. Hello, Jody. Um, Alan and I met in November, so maybe it's been like six months. And um, he's introduced to me by a friend who is also an entrepreneur who seemed to have a lot more serenity and peace of mind than I did at the time. Um, so I wanted some of what she had and she introduced me to Alan and that it's been completely different for me ever since. So thank you, Alan. Thank you, Jody. My life has been, uh, has been different since I met you six months ago as well <laughs> in all, in all How great so? ways. So thank you. How so? Well, you, um, we've talked so much about the power of connection and, and networking and, and, and making deposits into relationships and, you have introduced me to so many amazing people in your network and uh, some of whom have become clients and, and who have referred clients to me. So it's kind of the gift that keeps on giving and I'm, I'm forever grateful to, to you and, and to have you in my life for that and for so many other reasons. Well, um, we both benefit greatly clearly because I, um, I'm a different human than I was in November. Um, I am so much more full of joy in my work. I am so much more calm. I like deal with the stress of the day in a different way. Um, the idea of business development is completely transformed for me. Thanks to your guidance. It's like insane how different my life is, um, in just a few months. Um, so thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, I want to share with our listeners a little bit about your background because I think it will be really fascinating. Um, a lot of our listeners are thinking of career change, and you're someone who went from one like really successful career to a completely different place. Can you walk us through where you were and and where you are versus where you are now? Absolutely. So, so I uh, I worked in in public relations and marketing for pretty much most of the first 25 years of my professional career. And, uh, and I, I had some wonderful experiences, both working on the agency side and also working in house and, and corporate. And uh, probably the greatest achievement of, of my career was leading the publicity and marketing teams that, that promoted the Harry Potter book series. You've heard of them, yes? Oh, cool. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was, at that point, after, after that achievement, I, I was feeling like I had kind of done it. I, there wasn't really, I didn't know that there was much left for me to do in publicity, and, and, I've, and I was ready to take on something else. And, and so I uh, enrolled in a coach training program after having met this really cool life coach just socially. And, uh, and I really just took to, took to the training and up pretty much up and left my corporate PR job, uh, with a couple of bucks in the bank and, and a dream. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, and I suppose I always knew in my heart of hearts that while I loved PR, what I really loved is developing people and developing talent and, and the coaching would be a wonderful expression of that. And uh, so when I started working in, as a coach, I initially uh, worked with people in career transition and then transitioned into working with mainly PR and marketing people, both who run agencies and also who are individuals who are thinking about maybe their next act. And I've been doing this for 10 years, and, and I think I have the best 
maybe next to you, Jody, I think I have the best, the best job in the world. I, mm-hmm. I love, I love my clients. I get to pick and choose who I work with and, and, um, and they're all up to amazing things. And I, and I love coaching them to, to have a, that powerful experience. You mentioned I'm um, picking and choosing clients. So um, something that's been significant for me is this idea of choice and like the power of having a choice. So, you know, obviously in my old life, in my twenties, I didn't feel like I had many choices. Like I can t- choose to take the job, choose not to take the job, but I didn't think that I had a lot of choices once I was in the job. Um, you know, it's like, as do as we're told, follow the rules kind of world. And, you know, for those reasons, well, in addition to many more, I started my own business, but, um, you know, do you, do you think that there's something really significant for you in um, moving to being a coach where choice plays like a pivotal role in like your everyday joy and happiness? Absolutely. I, I um, and I, and when I uh, when I started out at, in this business, I I, I didn't necessarily see the range of choices that I had because for me it was really initially it was just about making a buck. I, I know was, I loved doing what I was doing, but I also knew that I I needed clients, so I I would take any client, and I and I didn't really I wasn't terribly selective, and, and what I found is in in a pretty short amount of time I I, I wasn't loving what I was doing, and uh, and so what I have found over the years is the more specific I am about the kinds of people I want to work with and what are the, the things that I want to work with them on, I'm much happier. I, I don't, uh, and that means sometimes having to say no to some, to a, to a nice piece of business and, and just trust that something wonderful is waiting in the wings and, uh, you know, the, the universe abhors a vacuum. So you, you keep something, leave, leave the space and, and you'll be delighted to see what shows up. Um, requires courage though. Um, because because you don't always know what's going to uh, to to come into that space, but that's where faith plays a big role. I'm so glad you brought that up because um, I mean this happens in our business all the time. Not all the time, I should say. Not every day are we turning away work, but we are turning down work because um, sometimes the people just aren't nice on the other end of the phone. <laughs> like it's as simple as that. Oh, um, like, would yeah. I want to be working with this person, especially when projects get hard, you know, when they get technical and complicated and um, we need, you know, feedback, we need responses, we need them to be able to pivot or be flexible. Like, do I want to, do I want my team interacting with that person or her team every single day? Um, and when the answer is no, we say no, thank you. And of course I couldn't have done that earlier in the business, but now we can. And it is so fulfilling <laughs> and it yeah. feels so big still every yeah. time we do it feels like you know a huge achievement yeah and i think that it requires us also to believe that that we can be very specific in terms of both the, the demographic as well as the psychographic of the person we want to work with and and know that just by being specific doesn't mean that we're limiting ourselves in any way because there are, there's an abundance of people who will fit that criteria. It just may take a little bit longer to find them. But when we do find them or they find us, how fantastic, because you know that you're going to do your best work and you're going to bring the best work out. The, you're going to have the best collaboration. And, uh, so, right. yes, abundance. So the for abundance our listeners, it doesn't, it's not easy. Like, I don't want our listeners to think like, mm. <laughs> like it was right. like easy for you and I to like, <laughs> all, of be, all of a sudden be like, no, thanks. It's right, not a good right. fit. 
Um, I mean, I feel like the universe (laughs) gave me um, a bad situation followed by a bad situation followed by a bad situation time and time again until I was really ready to face it and say, like, you know what? I can do better. I can make better choices. Um, It wasn't like all of a sudden I just started being like, forget it. I don't want to work with those people. Um, It was most certainly a process. And there'll be there there will be times that that we may be be forced to, or feel that we're forced to take something on that isn't ideal that doesn't doesn't really meet our client avatar. But but then just know where you're choosing from and maybe make that a very short term project <laughs> to to pay those bills or whatever it is that that is required. In the beginning of the call, you mentioned connecting and being, being a connector and connecting. Um, this is something that I knew nothing about until meeting you. Um, can you talk to um, our listeners about what that means and what that takes? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so most of us who, who, who are in business wear, wear a business development hat in, in some way, shape, or form. And, and old school has us really uh, out there uh, adapting kind of a, a hunter mindset. So we walk into a room and we see everyone as a, a potential client or customer, and and we we go kind of into into sell mode. And and sometimes that's necessary because because there are just some realities. We've got to keep the lights on in our business. But 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 the really the the more evolved way of business development and of and of networking is to is to think of yourself more as a farmer which is which is really cultivating crops and and the crops in this case are are people who can become potential referral partners uh, strategic alliances maybe clients over time but but we but the more we can kind of relax into those relationships and think about what are the kinds of deposits we can make into the into those relationship accounts who can we introduce other people to how can we refer business to them what resources can we share events that we can invite people to uh, the more that and which requires us to really know uh, people at a deeper level then we can can add value to the relationship and and ultimately things are going to come back to us not necessarily from that individual but but uh, the law of reciprocity says that the more that we kind of are in that energy of giving, the more that that we'll find ourselves in the energy of receiving, and and that uh, that has really catapulted so many of my clients' businesses in a very short time, um, because because you're nurturing relationships with what Jody knows, uh, you know the, uh, the the VIPs, the the people who are VIP connectors in your network. The more you can really show them love in terms of referrals, in terms of of resources, the the more they're going to return the favor in kind over time. But it takes patience um, because the cro- some crops take longer to grow than others. But it's totally worth it. And uh, your business will explode if you really stay intentional and committed to developing relationships, slow and steady. Um, you know, when you told me about all this in one of our first meetings, I had, you know, no idea what you were talking about. Like, it was such a foreign idea for me because um, for 10 years, I was just like, like sniffing like a wild wolf. Like, where is the meat, right? <laughs> so someone would be like, so-and-so is looking for, for, you know, whatever, package design. And I'd smell that meat and I'd try to go to that person and, and I treated them like they were a steak, right? Like they were a piece of meat ready to be eaten and um, so now, you know, I guess to simplify the farming, 
um, in my head at the time. It was just like, I'm going to talk to you and not think of you like a piece of meat. Just think of you as an interesting person who knows other interesting people. Um, and that really helped me like in any kind of meeting, any kind of casual networking, just to think of people not as meat anymore. Yeah. And, and then things, um, you, you'll have people asking you how they can help you. It, that's just kind of a natural response. When you, when you're, when you put so much of your energy into helping other people, uh, they're, they're, they're going to want to help you too. And then, but you're kind of in the driver's seat because, uh, you know, you, you can tell them what, what it is that you need when, when they're ready to um, be, be giving. Um, I have a friend who runs a small business, probably similar size to mine. And um, he just out of the blue one day told me that like five or six people in his network give it, give him 80% of his work, right? They just, they that's the farm, right? They're the, I guess the flourishing bushes and trees and carrots giving him <laughs> meals and right. it was so cool to hear him say that because it was when I was new to this process with you and unprompted, he just talked about his process working and it's your process. And it was just like a big aha moment for me. Like, I get it. People do this. Like they like you, they trust you, they share your name, you know, and it just goes on and on and on. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it really, uh, it really shortens the, the, the sales cycle time because, because you're moving people through that process so quickly. They already know, they already know and like you. And I think this process works for anybody. Like I don't, I, I mean, I could not be in business development for my agency. I could have, you know, I don't know. I, I could just be a creative director at a, another agency, not only, not only my own business. And I could still use this technique to develop relationships and nurture relationships and um, have a strong network of people helping people. Absolutely. And it can even, it, it, it's even effective when you're, when you're looking for a job um, to, you know, a lot of times I, I, I'll hear people saying they don't know what they could possibly, how they could possibly add value into their relationships with people who they're trying to get jobs from. But, but you'd be surprised you, who you might know that, or, or what, uh, or information that you have or uh, events that you're attending that that person may want to know about. It just requires you to be curious to really learn what, what drives that, that other individual and what, really, what, what they're really passionate about. So at this point in our relationship, I, I think of you as one of our team members, you know, just like our art directors and our writers. There's Alan um, on the team. And what's so interesting about working with you is that you, you're not just like helping me kind of sort through the muck in my head. You've really been such a tremendous creative force in like how we, how we market and think about the agency. And for example, this podcast series was your idea. Um, <laughs> our collaboration with War Paint the Musical was your idea. So, you know, you are as much a part of this business as anyone else on the team. Um, how do you do that? Why does that work? How are you able to meet me one day and then, um, you know, like a month later be so integrated into the way we do our business? Uh, well, well, the two examples you used were, are, are great ones. I, I think um, uh, I, I am uh, – creativity is so much a part of who I am and, 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 and the, the fields that I've always been in and always been attracted to. So, so I, that doesn't turn off – um, when I when I put on my coaching hat, um, but I think what I think what happens is you become um, 
you become so interested in your clients and what's important to them and really hear from a very, very deep place what, what it is that, that they're looking for. And then it's just hard to hold back on, on a great idea or something that, that intuitively is telling you this, is, this could be a game changer in your, in your client's life. So, um, you, you know, I meditate and a lot of my best ideas come through meditation. And uh, they, you know, some of the ideas that you just mentioned, uh, both, of the, both came through, um, through a meditate, in a meditative state. But, but I, I, you know, I, I just feel like it's, it's just a, it's a really intimate partnership. And I... Um, which is why also I don't, I don't work with everyone and I don't, I can't, uh, you know, and I, I, I keep sort of it to a, to a, to a select number of people in one, at any one time, because I, because I, I want to give my whole heart and soul into my relationships. I, I, um, with my clients, it's just that important to me. And so I think that's how, uh, uh that, that's how I've, I've, I am welcomed into the, uh, in, into the family, I guess. And, uh, and, uh, but yours is a very special family and I'm, very, very <laughs> proud to be a part of it. Um, of one of our other guests on oh yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Alan. Um, one of the other guests on our podcast, um, Alana Zeifer, when she was um, recording her episode, she talked about um, she had a coach once, and that coach got soft on her. So then she found mm-hmm. another coach. Um, so I said, I said to you one day, "Don't get soft on me." But right. like, what does that even mean? Like, how do you um, what? How would you be interacting with me if you were soft on me versus? Um, you know what's the op- whatever the opposite of soft is <laughs> right, right. I don't I don't even know right what right. does that what so does that mean yeah so so I think that um that I that the the one area where where I show some tough love with my clients is is when I see them playing small and I know that that's not really what they want but it's some but they've gotten some sort of message or some sort of conditioning or or they're operating from some sort of a limitation self-imposed limitation that's telling them they can't they can't have everything that they want and they can't and they can't really swing for the fences because because of a whole story that they've created that tells them they can't they don't deserve it or they could never maintain it or or whatever so so where I'm tough is is to really challenge people from but from a place of complete complete love and support is to say how true does that is that really and why does it have to be that way and to remind people of what they said they wanted and uh, I'm not I'm not confrontational in that way but mm. but I will I'll call people out on their on the on the BS right it's like you know I call bullshit sometimes and it's just but the bullshit is more just like a it's like a story that a story that's been created to keep you safe um right. or the illusion of safety and and to keep you keep you in keep you in a small place and most of my clients are not are are not they don't really want to be small they want to be they want to be big and powerful they just don't want necessarily want to have to turn their lives upside down to have that right does that answer so, your question um, you know- yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, you know, I just I just said it as a response to what Alana said as a warning. I'm like, don't get soft yeah. on me. Like, I don't yeah. want to, you know, I don't want to lose you. But yeah. I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't really know what it meant. What, what would that even look like? Right. Um, so right. the last topic I want to talk about is because um, I think that we could go on for hours and hours as we do. But um, this idea of being vulnerable. 
Um, I can really see like a demarcation line in my business of the before being vulnerable and the after being vulnerable, like pre-vulnerable, after-vulnerable. Um, so there was a time in my career where like everything was fine and everything was shiny and yeah, we're so awesome and like, you know, spinning a story and um, the truth was like, I felt like it was total chaos every day. Sometimes we didn't have money in the bank. Um, sometimes my heart was racing because I just couldn't shove everything into just a few hours of the day and then I had to work. Um, and things changed for me when I actually, I think I reached a breaking point and I couldn't, couldn't keep it all in anymore. And I just started talking to people about like how much it sucks to run a business when you're hanging upside down on that roller coaster ride. Um, and that was like two years ago that I actually like said those things out loud to people. And then all of a sudden I started getting new clients (laughs) and a lot of these new clients were entrepreneurs and their own brand having a very similar experience. It's not like even harder. I don't, I don't hold any inventory in a distribution center, right? I have it a little bit easier. So, um, what do you think it is about being vulnerable and like really, really, um, honest that can, can change the game for someone like me? Well, I think that, I think people want to do business with people who really get them and, and you work with a lot of entrepreneurs like yourself and, and, and almost every entrepreneur I've ever known has experienced, has gone through many of the things that you've gone through, that I've gone through. It's just what makes us, it makes you relatable. And, Mm -hmm. and so you can, can really speak, speak the same language and, and empathize with, with where they're at. And, you know, I don't think that people want to do business with, with gurus and people who just, who, who seem to project like they've got their, all their shit together all the time. It's just not real. And, and I think that, that most people put a high value on, on, on being real. It, it, I, I trust you more because I know that you are going to, let me know what's really going on. You're not going to hold back just because you want to look a certain way or because you, um, it, it, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's transparency. I, I think that there, um, it's knowing when and where to, to show what, um, you know, I think there's some people out there who can kind of go a little bit too far to the, uh, <laughs> too far, kind of, you know, like vomit their whole lives and social media and, and everything. But I think that there, I think there's a way to really share where you're at and, and let people see the journey and, and, and Hey, we're, we're all works in progress, right? Um, then how can I, how can I share my experience with someone else and, uh, and give them encouragement, let them know that, that it's going to be okay. Uh, I think that's what, I think that's what we all want. Yeah, I do. I think that I tricked myself through the years of thinking that everybody wants perfect when that doesn't mm-hmm. exist, right? That's, yeah. It shouldn't even be a word. It's, yeah. it's, a not, it's not a reality. Yeah. Well, Alan, yeah. um, thank you, number one, for the genius idea of the podcast um, a few months ago. We are at, um, I think it's been about three months of the podcast being live, and we're already at um, over 7,000 downloads, Fantastic. which is that sounds kind of insane to me and amazing. Um, and thank you for your wisdom today. My pleasure. And thank you and best of luck and happy anniversary. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to Where Brains Meet Beauty with Jody Katz. Tune in again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders.